In a world of confusion and hot topics, we are all looking for answers. Welcome to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation on relevant issues today. And here's your host, Tammy Hotzenpeller. Hey guys, well, welcome back to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation. And that's what you're going to find here. Just people with real hearts that want to talk about what God's doing. So whether you're watching me right now on my YouTube channel or you're listening on our podcast, it's my honor today to have Bailey with me. And Bailey, it's it's one voice, right, that you're with? Am yes. I correct in that? One voice. Yes. And Bailey, tell me your, say your last name. Redmond. Okay. Well, that, you know, it's kind of like Redmond. We all know you know, Mad Redmond, that's Mad Redmond. No relation, I'm assuming, right? No, I wish. I always say he's my uncle, but he's not. <laughs> you know, have you met have you met Matt? Yes, I have. Okay. He's incredible. Well, you know what? I mean, you both have um a gift to worship. So there's got to be something in the genes somewhere, even if they're divine genes, right? True. There's something there. But um, it was our honor to have you here at Influence Church a couple of weeks ago when Brian Barcelona spoke, and I didn't know anything about you. And the moment I walked in our church on that Sunday morning and you were, you know, just worshiping with the worship band and in pre-worship, there was such an anointing over you and and you carry that so well. I just want to say that, first of all, you carry your anointing well, and um, I like to call it irresistible attraction. You know, when people just see the spirit of God on us and we're so attracted to it. So I want to introduce you to our audience, first of all, and tell us a little bit of your backstory. Did did you grow up in the church? I and mean, have you always sang? And tell us a little bit about you. Yes. First off, I'm seriously so honored. I I love Influence Church. I've known about your church for forever because I lived in California for a period. And yeah, your reputation precedes you. You guys are heroes to me. You're a hero to me, Pastor Tammy. So I'm super honored. Um, a little bit about my story. <laughs> I did not grow up um, in a Christian household at all. Um, I grew up um, in a single parent home with the most incredible single mom ever. She's my best friend and my biggest role model. But um, yeah, she definitely didn't have a relationship with Jesus growing up. And so it was actually my grandmother who helped move down from Maine. Um, I lived in Florida at the time um, and she helped raise me. She was the one who every day when she's taking me to school, you know, she's telling me the gospel, telling me about Jesus praying over me, reminding me, you have a father. His name is Jesus. Like you are loved. You do have a purpose. And growing up, I remember that just feeling like so annoying, (laughs) like almost like, okay, I get it. Like, why are you telling me this every day? Or, um, yeah, I just felt, it felt almost like, like a pestering type of Mm -hmm. conversation Mm -hmm. (laughs) until I was in middle school And that was kind of where my life pretty much took a, I would say a turn for the worse, where I just started to realize um, just how angry I was and how angry I was at God for me not having a father in my life. And I was, because my father wasn't just like, um, like not present. He just wasn't there, period. Like he chose not to be my life from birth. And we lived in the same city and everything, and I never saw him. And that was something that was so, like something I just couldn't wrap my mind around of like, why was I unwanted? Why was I rejected? Why did he choose not to be in my life? 
Um, and so when I was in middle school, that's when the reality of that really hit me. And I began to see like my other friends in middle school have these incredible parents. And some of my best friends were um, PKs, pastor kids, and they had these parents that would pray for them before they even walked out of the, the car to go to school. And I'm like, did I just like not like, did I do something wrong, God, like to not deserve that? Like, why did I get this storyline? Um, and my dad, when I was in eighth grade, he ended up getting arrested for some pretty gnarly things. And that for me was like the final straw of like, wow, God, like I, I just have a really bad life. Don't I? Like, it just seems like um, any hope I could have of having a relationship with my biological dad or just having some sort of normalcy and <laughs> having what these other kids get to have, like, it just seems like that's, I'll never have that. I'm not good enough for that. I'm, you know, I just felt like I had the bad deck of cards dealt to me. Um, and so that was the first time when I was in eighth grade, when I received those bad news about my dad being arrested um, that was the first time I had ever cried out to God on my own. And I remember grabbing my grandma's Bible <laughs> and going into my room, shutting the door behind me, opening up the Bible, thinking it had like magic powers and nothing was happening. <laughs> and I was so frustrated because I'm like, listen, like you're all I have left. If it works for my grandma and if what, everything my grandma said was true, you need to like show up right now. So I, I just cried out and I said, God, if you're real, prove it. And for the first time in my life, I felt the tangible presence of God alone in my room. There was no, no one walking me through it. I had no grid for what the presence of God even was. Um, but I just felt like tangible love come over me. And that was pretty much all I needed. I felt like deep down, I hoped he was real. And I hoped everything my grandma said was true, but I was just so angry and hurt that I just chose to reject it of like, nah, like too good to be true. I don't want to get my hopes up. You know, I've been just so hurt by father figures and all that. But in that moment, I'm like, this is what I've been searching for. Like this love that I don't have to do anything. Like you just, you love me. You want me like you're, you're meeting me here when I'm alone in my room. So for me, that was, that was like game over. Like I, from that moment on, I just continued to, um, I continued to just meet with my pastors at my church and ask them questions. And how do you do this whole relationship with Jesus thing? And the rest is history. Wow. Wow. Okay, babe, you have just said so much that I want to touch on. And then I want to move forward to how God then gave you your gift and, and your gift from him. But first of all, I'm like holding back the tears because I'm a grandma, you know, and you're speaking to us, you know, those of us who have faith, we can't give up on the next generation. We can't give up on our grandchildren and our grandchildren's friends, because sometimes, you know, not everybody has that kind of grandma that you had. There's so many kids today, which again, we're going to get to in a minute in that Gen Z culture and generation. So many of those kids are lacking any hope, any belief, any God. So let me just say to you, if you're listening right now to me and you're a grandma, you need our grandpa or seasoned in the faith. It's incumbent upon us to pray for these kids and be what you just said, crazy. I mean, relentless with the love of God. You know, you would just said, I got so tired of hearing it, but you know what she did? She was sowing seeds, seeds 
seeds, mm -hmm. seeds, seeds on good soil. So when they were ready to be harvested, when you were ready in your spirit to receive him, you knew there was good seed on good soil. So I'm just going to right now speak yeah. to a grandma, to a grandpa, to someone seasoned in the faith, stir up, stir up the gift in you. Like Paul said to Pete, to Timothy, stir that up. Because as we're listening right now to Bailey, there's a thousand, a hundred thousand, a million Baileys out there that need someone to just stir them up. And then the second thing is just your vulnerability and honesty of God, this isn't fair. There's a lot of people mm -hmm. listening right now and your story is God, this isn't fair. Why did I get this, you know, hand of cards? So let's um, you know, let's talk a minute bit about that because I know we live in a in a day where people are questioning God. We live in a culture where we're yeah. taught to question God, if there even is a God. So let's segue a little bit to the ministry that you guys have with Gen Z. And that's very much a part, um, outside of the great revival we're seeing, a big part of Gen Z is there is no God. We are a post-Christian nation in America yeah. now. We're truly a post-Christian nation. So bring us up to speed now. You're you're moving forward. You're going to church. You're activating your faith. How did you then get involved in the music side, other than you have a phenomenal voice? How did that opportunity come along? So the church that my grandma attended, which ended up being the church that I started attending to, <laughs> um, was the church that I ended up getting plugged in since the moment I was saved until until the day that I transitioned and moved to California to, to start um, ministry with one voice. So that church changed my life and they really truly saw something in me that I did not see in myself. Cause even when I, even when I was, you know, I really was starting to seek out a relationship with Jesus. Um, I just, I it didn't really go beyond that. Like I didn't really have like, this desire for ministry or this vision for my life. I just thought, I just, I just want to know Jesus. Like, so I began to really get, I mean, for lack of better words, I got like addicted and obsessed with just meeting with Jesus alone in my room, just like the way he met me. But it was actually, um, he was a worship director. His name is Ronnie. He was a worship director at my church at the time. And I got chosen to sing this solo at my Christmas play when I'm in middle school. And I'm still, I'm still like barely dipping my toes in my relationship with Jesus. Um, I'm really actually like opening my heart up to him in the season. And I'm meeting with him and learning how to do this whole following Jesus thing. But I'm still not fully like living for Jesus or like fully there. Um, but I'm doing this solo with some of my best friends in my, in my grade. And it's like a Christmas production thing. And Ronnie, who is the worship director ends up attending the, um, Christmas play because I think his daughter or something was in the same play with me. And so he hears me sing this solo and he's like, how come this girl isn't on the worship team? Like, she's a great voice. We should ask her to join the middle school worship team. So he messages me on MySpace. That's how you know it was a long time ago. How long ago it was. <laughs> it was a while. He messages me on MySpace. And it was so simple. All he said was, hey, I heard you sing in the play. Do you want to um, start singing for the youth group worship team on Wednesday nights? And I 
instantly was like, oh my gosh, my best friends are all on the worship team. Of course I do. Cause I always saw them just sing. And I thought that'd be so fun to be with them. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to sing for Jesus or, oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I just thought this is a great opportunity to hang out with my friends. <laughs> so I say yes. And I start um, like leading worship every Wednesday at the youth group. And now all of a sudden I have leaders and authorities in my life and they really like, they really truly saw like just a leader in me that I did not see. And I was so confused at first when they would sit down with me and be like, Hey, like you have a call God on your life. You can't talk like that anymore. You have a call God in your life. You can't post things like that anymore. Like you have a call God in your life. You can't wear things like that anymore. And I didn't have a dad. And so authority in general was so foreign to me. And I'm still, you know, rough around the edges, barely dabbling my relationship with Jesus. So I'm just like, what is this? Like now I have leaders and now I have people speaking to my life. Like, why do they care so much? You know, <laughs> like, why are they, why are they telling me to, to delete that post on Facebook or to not listen to that music? And I couldn't see it at the time. But a few years later, I really honestly believe that they were they were really discipling me and prepping me for where I was headed. And I didn't even realize it at the time. And a lot of those leaders, and even particularly Ronnie, he became such a strong father figure in my life. And yeah, they just continuously up until my senior year of high school, continuously just like championed me, discipled me. Um, really just taught me even like how to just fall in love with the presence of God. Um, and so I was surrounded by such a strong church community um, that really just championed that, yeah, that calling. So and it wasn't until I was in ninth grade, ninth or 10th grade, that I actually asked God myself. Um, I asked God, what were you thinking when you created me? And that was the first time I had ever been given like a vision type of encounter, um, where I literally saw cartoon me and cartoon Jesus. And it was me as a cartoon and I have a mic in my hand and I'm singing and I'm dancing. And there's like these little cartoon music notes coming out of my mouth and they're like swirling around Jesus. And when that happens, Jesus was so full of excitement and just like, yeah, and it almost like I thought for a second, I'm losing my mind. There is no way this is God speaking to me right now. But when I saw that like childlike picture, I just knew, man, if me singing brings Jesus joy, if this actually like brings him glory and pleasure and he likes it, I never want to stop doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was the moment I decided in my heart, like I was made to worship him, whether that's on, and, you know, on a mic or not, I just want to, I just want to make him happy. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, that was like the deciding factor of like, mm -hmm. I know I'm made to do this. Yep. Yep. And then, oh, sorry, you go. <laughs> Let, let's just take a moment that you've said so much. This is so great. Let's take yeah. a moment and talk about something that's very important. Again, those listening right now, I'd love to do podcasts where it's not just, Hey, let's hear your testimony. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. That's cool for you. This is for everyone listening right now. So whether yeah. you are a Bailey right now on the journey and searching from God for God, or you're those lifestyle leaders. And, you know, I like to call this lifestyle evangelism. 
Because sometimes we want to sit down with discipleship and a book, and we're going to take you through lesson one and lesson two and lesson three, which is good and we should. But lifestyle evangelism is when somebody comes alongside of you and they say, baby girl, take that post down. You're better than that. <laughs> Honey, you, you know what? Your body is the temple of God. And it's for a man on a special night. You know, when you're just kind of coaching, and I do that so much with coaching girls, so that's why I know how important it is. And the same thing you're saying, so many young women have come back and said to me, you loved me more than I loved myself. When we begin to pour that love into people and we let them see their identity and their worth and their destiny. So again, if you're listening to this podcast or you're watching me on YouTube right now, you play a role in whatever this story is right now. You are the praying grandma, you are the lifestyle leader, or maybe you're the Bailey on the journey. We all have a story. And that's what's so beautiful. That's why I love doing testimonies like this. But you know, Bailey, it's so beautiful because as I, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell the story I've said before my podcast, but I'm going to tell you, it's so cool. Years ago, I was at IHOP. I love IHOP in Kansas City. <laughs> and I had had um, one of my first open visions because you were just sharing the vision God gave you and the joy with the melody and the music. And, and I was mm-hmm. sitting at a table and I was watching myself put a puzzle together. So there were thousands of puzzle pieces on this table. And I'm just sitting there putting the puzzle together. And then I looked over at the box to see what the picture was. And it was white. And the Holy Spirit said to me, I'm not going to show you the picture or else you'll try to put it together. Mm. I'm bringing the puzzle pieces together one by one. And so often we miss what God wants to do in the picture of our life because we think we know what the picture looks like. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have a job. I'm going to be this. I'm going to do this. We have no idea what God's picture for our life looks like. But every day he brings a puzzle piece together. So your life is a puzzle piece. It's puzzle piece after puzzle piece after puzzle piece. So you have no idea where you're going with this, but you do know that God knows where he's going with this. So obviously we fast forward, you have this gift, you're singing and your story. It's so beautiful because when you're on stage, you are your story. Like I'm watching you connect with these Gen Zs. So you know what it's like to be fatherless or broken or lost or wondering where God is. And I just want you to know that translated to our whole congregation, every age. You know, one thing Brian said, it's not just Gen Z. This is a culture we're living in. So let's talk a little bit. um, What are you doing? Tell us about One Voice. It's not just having a pretty voice and singing. It's what is One Voice? Tell us what One Voice is. Yes. So One Voice Student Missions, it's a missions movement. So it's not necessarily a part of um, a particular church body, even though we all, you know, attend local church and stuff. But it's a it's a parachurch um, ministry. So we essentially we just start Jesus clubs. We call them Jesus clubs on uh, public high school campuses all across the world. Um, it's really honestly just about seeing students, number one, really get bold and preach the gospel on their campus and also seeing people who are like my grandma, who are like the leaders I had um, growing up, just really seeing those type of people come alongside students and help empower them to reach their campuses. Um, and One Voice, which is crazy. I've been a part of One Voice since 2016. And it's always been a dream for us to see high schools reach all across the globe. But I remember just a mere six, seven years ago, that felt like such a far off dream of like, 
you know, especially with things like COVID happening and just all sorts of situations, it's like, oh, you know, one day God will do it. And then in a mere six, seven years, we're literally seeing Jesus clubs that students decided to start. No one pressured them. No one, you know, said, hey, you're going to do this. It was a student's simple obedience to do this, that students are starting clubs on their campuses, literally on every single continent, except Antarctica, because, you know, penguins, but, (laughs) (laughs) but we're, we're actually seeing like a student missions movement before our eyes. Um, And it's, it is the most humbling thing to be a part of, especially because of like, you know, remembering, remembering and reminiscing on my high school years of how I, you know, I wanted to see so badly my campus experience revival. And I wanted so badly to see those kids on my campus experience Jesus the same way I did. And it was hard. Yeah, (laughs) it was really hard because there were definitely times where I felt like I'm alone. And even the other Christians on this campus think I'm a little weird because I'm over here like, I want to see healings and I want to see salvations and I want to see deliverance. Um, But I wish I would have had or would have known about a one voice or yeah. the Jesus clubs because it truly is um, like a movement of just the gospel being preached all over the place. So Amen. it's a thing. Well, you know, I have to test because obviously we met you guys uh, mm-hmm. through our um, youth pastor, Alan and Lily. Yeah. We love them. They're and the they, they have campuses now all over here in Orange County. And yep. I remember a couple of weeks ago, they went to one of our really large campuses here in Orange County. Um, and they had 150 students show up the very first day and over half of them gave their life to Christ when he gave the invitation. And you know what? So let me let me tell you what. It is a revival happening yep. right now. And I want to talk in our few moments left about what's happening in America and really across the globe with this anointing over Gen Z. And then yeah. we are, we get the afterglow. You know, we're going to say we in this culture get to be a part of this revival. I think we mentioned to you that we sent a team to Asbury and they just mm-hmm. came back on fire with the glow of the Holy Spirit and what's happening. So let's talk a little bit. The saddest thing is what the enemy tried to do, which he overplayed his hand during the pandemic, you know, for three years now to shut us down, to silence us, to close churches, all the things which so many churches conformed and bowed, you know, to Caesar. Um, As you know, we stayed open and God's blessing us for that. But what he tried to do to Gen Z, and we know the suicide rate among Gen Z is is higher than it's ever been with high school kids. dealing with with sexual identity, you know, dealing with parental obedience, um, any kind of correction. But, you know, it was interesting when I got, I just come back from Peru, Bailey, right, right. I was the last flight into LAX before they shut down the airport. And I was speaking in Peru for National Women's Day. And this was March 11th, 2020. Mm -hmm. And literally they said, if you don't fly out now, you won't make it into back into the U.S. So I got on a plane, flew home and last flight. And the next day I got up and I went on a prayer walk and I was saying, God, what's happening? Now, this was before the mass mandate and shutdown. It was like just a few days after. 
And I had this unbelievable vision. And I want to say to you right now, if you're not having prophetic visions, ask God to give it to you. Every day I pray for insight, wisdom, and revelation. And it's not that every day he gives me a prophetic vision, but the more I desire and the more I press in, he's opening the windows of heaven to show me things. And I saw three arrows, Bailey. I saw literally, it's like they went by me. Like I literally saw an actual arrow. And on the first one, it said fear. Mm. And it was pointing to a basically sea of humanity. There were people everywhere. And as quickly as that disappeared, the second one came and it said confusion. And it was a globe that was spinning. And the third one said dissension. And that was to local churches. Mm. And Holy Spirit said to me, pray against the arrows. Yeah. And your Holy Spirit's so good because he's brief. He gives your word and you know it's from him because it's too (laughs) smart to be from you. (laughs) And I just went on this, I went on this journey to pray against the arrows of the enemy, confusion, dissension, and um, fear. And I want to say to somebody right now, those are the arrows he's trying to come after you. And he's doing it to Gen Z right now, fear, confusion, and dissension. So based on my story, talk to me a little bit about how you guys minister to Gen Z and these demonic arrows that are trying to take them out with fear, confusion with sexual identity, all those kinds of stuff, confusion, dissension. I mean, they were isolated, my goodness, for two years. Yeah. I mean, the enemy's arrows try to take us out. Tell, tell me, what are you guys doing? So when the pandemic hit, I think just like everybody, we were like, well, what do we do now? Because our thing that we were doing um, literally every single day was going physically onto high school campuses Because we, at the time, were living in Los Angeles. So we were, you know, full-blown, having clubs of 200 kids, like, not even exaggerating, like, that many kids coming at schools like Crenshaw and, you know, um, Hollywood High, just South Central, just really intense campuses. So when the pandemic hit and all the schools shut down, we were all kind of like, great, what do we do now? And it was actually these um, two high school kids who approached Brian Barcelona, who's the founder of One Voice. (laughs) They approached Brian and they were like, hey, Brian, you should totally like check out TikTok. Like there's all these Christians, young people, like Christian young people on TikTok who are just making these short 30 second minute videos of them just preaching the gospel and praying for people. And it's like blowing up like they're exploding. And Brian's like, TikTok, like, isn't that the app where everyone dances? Like, <laughs> I, you know, what am I going to do? A grown man on TikTok, but they train him. So high school students train Brian of like, this is how you make a video. And this is how we do it. We just say, Hey, don't scroll. Like, you know, somebody to catch their attention. And these high school students, um, pretty much told Brian, like, Hey, all of Gen Z, we're on this app. Like if you want to reach our generation, this is where we're at like 24 (laughs) seven. And so Brian was like, all right, well, if we're not on campuses and this is where all these students are going to be by any means, whatever it takes, we're going to do it. So Brian calls our entire team together and like, this is what we're going to do. We're not going on campuses. We're going to make TikTok videos. And I promise you, Every single one of us felt so dumb. <laughs> we were like, like, we don't know how to do this. And, you know, all of our team essentially is under the age of like 35. 
Um, so there's a wide range of people and even the youngest of us felt like insecure and like out of our element. We're like, no way, TikTok videos. But we just kind of did it out of obedience and like, here we go, we're going to do it. So we start making these TikTok videos and all of a sudden, like millions of uh, students and young people all around the world are watching these videos, these short videos of like, hey, have you ever heard of the gospel? Have you ever heard about what Jesus done for you? Like, I'm going to tell you the gospel. Hey, if you're struggling with suicide, I want to pray right now that depression and suicide would break off of you right now. Like just really simple, short prayers and messages. And all of a sudden we're getting comments and DMs of students from different nations and all these places saying like, I watched your video and I literally got delivered of suicide and I don't want to kill myself anymore. Or I had a pornography addiction and all of a sudden I woke up this morning and I feel free. Like just the most random testimonies that I'm like, whoa, only God could have done that. And so since then, like ironically, TikTok was the doorway and the gateway to nations and to all these other campuses. Like Mm -hmm. I believe wholeheartedly we would not be in 46 nations, if it were not for that simple yes of, I feel weak, I feel unqualified, I feel dumb, but I'm going to make TikTok videos. Amen. So since then, like, we've just seen Gen Z really like, get encountered by the Lord, because we met them where they were at. Yeah. You know, Bailey, you know, what's so cool is God will give us divine strategies you know, just like he did with Joseph and I, and somebody's listening right now, you've got to do something different. Yeah. And sometimes like when the door closes, don't wait for it to reopen. Sometimes you have to go find another door. You need to find a window. You need to just move, <laughs> you know? So um, I just first want to say to somebody, don't stay stuck. Ask yeah. God to give you a prophetic word, to give you something that's going to take you to the next level. So kudos to you guys, because like you just said, it, it literally expedited where you are today. Yeah. If you'd have gone school to school to school to school, that's like adding, not multiplying. But yeah. God multiplied your effort and he gave you opportunities that you would not have had without really what the enemy probably meant for evil with TikTok. You guys took that platform for the kingdom, you know, and you did so much. So, you know, um, Bailey, gosh, I could talk to you for weeks. This is amazing. <laughs> and I don't know, this is, I'm just randomly asking, you may say, Tammy, you're crazy, but I would love for you to sing that song over people listening right now about for Gen Z and suicide gone. And you don't know how comfortable you are just like without any you know, acapella. Just Why doing, not? But, but you know what? I mean, when you sing, I know you have to have space to dance and hop and all the stuff you yeah. do, because when you get anointed, you just get filled with Jesus. But guys, I want you to hear these lyrics because when I heard this, I just wept because there is a spirit of suicide. It's a demonic spirit of suicide over Gen Z. The enemy, yeah. you know, and my husband said this Sunday, if they couldn't win through Roe versus Wade, if they can't take them out in the womb, then they'll take them out later. I mean, yep. his, his strategy is to kill humanity. Yes. And so I just want to decree this song over Gen Z and everyone else that has any type of suicidal thought or any kind of of depression, anxiety, worthlessness, uh, jealousy, anger. You have to let these things go and be set free. So what do you think? Can you sing? I'm down. 
Oh, girl, you go. So listen, hey, you're getting ready to receive an anointing right now. Listen to the words of this song and make this your prayer. Yes. Mm. Gen Z, you will be suicide free by the blood of the lamb. And Gen Z, you will be anxiety free by the blood of the lamb and you are not statistics you are sons and daughters whatever the cost we will follow him and we will break the silence on this generation whatever the cost we will follow him and gen z you will be suicide free by the blood of the lamb and gen z you will be anxiety free by the blood of the lamb. Amen. 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 Well, listen, I, oh my gosh, I just might have chills all over my body right now because there are those that have suicidal thoughts. And as you know, and anxiety, um, I have so many friends suffering from this right now. When you have these panic attacks and anxiety, you literally think you're dying. Yes. And so I just want to say to who's ever lived listening right now, you've been set free. He whom the yes. son has set free, which is you, you're free indeed. So speak that freedom out. And guys, I'm going to encourage you right now to, to, to just follow Bailey Redmond and what, what she's doing and one voice and Brian Barcelona and find out if they're in schools near you. And if you've got kids in high school, you know, get a hold of them and start some of these Bible clubs and let's, let's pray that this revival happening in America continues. Holy spirit, just activate your children and, and use us in a mighty way for the kingdom. So, wow, this was so good. I love you. I can't wait to see you again. I guess it'll be next month. You'll be back here in Orange County with us. But um, hey, blessings over you. Thank you for what you do. Stay strong, my friend. Uh, Stay blessed. Stay in the word. And thank you for sharing your heart with us today. You're a beautiful woman. Thank you so much. It was seriously a deep honor for me. So thank you. Well, guys, you've been listening to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation, which we've had today. So check out One Voice and what they're doing. And I'm going to ask you right now to go down and click notifications. If you're watching us right now on my YouTube video, we want you to be aware of all of our podcasts and all of our YouTube videos and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We don't want you to miss anything that we do here at Tam Talks. Love you guys so much. Stay tuned. We'll see you next week. Have a great day. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today on Tam Talks. You can find more resources and information at TammyHotzenpeller.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. We pray blessings and abundance over your life today. Until next time, stay safe and God bless.